Hey guys, this is me. Did you move today? As-tu bougé aujourd'hui? Ya te mechiste hoje. Y vos, te moviste ahora? Welcome to the Did You Move Today podcast. I'm your host, Andrea, and I'm very excited to be here. In this episode, I have the co-founders of Pivot Dancer, and that's Dinah Hampson and Geneviève Renault. So Pivot Dancer is an online community connecting dancers, dance educators, dance parents, and healthcare practitioners with science and experts in the field. Pivot Dancer brings science into the studio without geographical or financial barriers, and they do what they do to provide a safe forum for the sharing of stories, experience, and expertise, as well as because they are passionate about dance and health. So without further ado, let's just get started. Cool. So Dinah and Genevieve, thank you so much for your time. I'm really excited to have you both here. Um, and I would like to ask a couple of questions concerning Pivot Dancer. So if you can tell me a little bit about what Pivot Dancer is and why did you decide to start this uh, company? Hmm. Okay, well, this is Dinah speaking, and I'm sitting here with Genevieve, and we decided to start this company because we, as physiotherapists, we noticed similar patterns happening with our patients um, that we thought, you know, there's really some programming that could be done to address some of these patterns that we're seeing uh, in injury. And we sat down, we had some ice cream and some coffee and thought, you know, wouldn't it be great to have a way to get knowledge and information to the dance community more than just the people that we see in our offices? And so we decided that the best way to do that was to create an online resource. Um, and that's what we've been working on for almost Almost two years. Nice. Now, I know you both are physiotherapists, and I was, you know, of course, I was doing some research, and I know um, Genevieve mentioned that she was, I, I, I believe that you were going to do a conference or you were going to do a talk or something like that, Dinah, and Genevieve went to that talk, and so you guys connected there. Is that correct? That's exactly right. So it was it was wonderful because... Um, at the time, Genevieve had started a strength program for uh, local studio children who were close to uh, the clinic where she was working. And she had this great program designed of uh, six-week sessions of strong dancer exercises, and they're really, really wonderful. And I was in Ottawa doing a uh, talk, a little workshop on pre-point assessment for the sport medicine community there. And so after the presentation, Genevieve introduced herself and we talked about the strengthening program that she was doing and the workshops that I was doing and decided that it would be a really wonderful idea to put those pieces together. Great. Now, can you tell me about, uh, Diane and Genevieve, about your background? I know you both are physiotherapists, as I mentioned in, uh, previously, but I would like to know a little bit more about your background. Sure. So this is Genevieve speaking. So I'm um, a physiotherapist, um, graduated from the University of Ottawa and Western University. Um, and we, um, or yeah, I graduated in 2008 and started working and work towards um, my sports diploma. 
And so um, Dinah and I both have our diploma in sport physiotherapy, and we're both registered international sports physiotherapists. And that's actually how Dinah came on my radar. She's really involved with sport physiotherapy. So I had, you know, I, we have people that we know in common, and um, that's how I got to know about her. And so the sports physiotherapy world is really what got me interested in um, not only recovery from injury, but injury prevention. Um, and this idea that we could actually help dancers prevent the injuries that are really common in the dance world. Um, and so, yeah, essentially my interest in sports physiotherapy is brought, what brought me back to the world of dance and um, doing more dance medicine. So yeah, growing up, um, I danced competitively. Um, I danced at two studios in the East Coast of Canada. Um, and I actually danced competitively for like 20 plus years. I danced at the varsity level at the University of Ottawa. And so dance has always been a, a big love of mine. Um, and I guess I, I kind of always knew I wanted to mend my love of dance and my love of physiotherapy and rehab. Um, and this has really been a cool way to blend those two loves and be able to work with young dancers and kind of offer them everything I wish I had when I was growing up. Nice. Um, is, yeah, you can go ahead. Yeah. So this yeah, is, go ahead. <laughs> this is Dinah. And um, so my path is very similar to Jen's. I actually grew up on the East Coast of Canada as well. Um, and uh, we have some fun similarities. So I wanted, when I was little, I wanted to be a florist and I wanted to be an airplane stewardess. And I really wanted to be a ballerina more than anything. And my mom was finally convinced to put me in ballet at I think the YMCA had a little kids program and I loved it and I I wanted to go to the shows and so I that's what I did when I was a kid it was that was my thing I wasn't a sporty person and when I became a physio and I became very involved in sport physio and working with Canada's national teams and traveling to major international events people would always say well what is your sport you know what did you grow up doing you know why what are what is your athletic capability and I'd, I'd say well I was a dancer and and they'd sort of look at me funny and and then I'd explain well really you know as a dancer we learn to break down movement we learn to critically analyze every single minute detail of movement so bringing the experience that I had as a dancer into my role as a physiotherapist, it's a really natural application to put that knowledge base towards treating athletes. And that's kind of where my career has led. And now it's this wonderful return to the thing that I loved the most when I started. And this comes back to one of my, well, my next, it goes to my next question. If, if, you, if you both knew that you wanted to do what you're doing right now and it, I would like to know, like, why physiotherapy? Like, when did you, at what point of your life, you come up with this idea of, hey, I want to become a physiotherapist? Um, I know I did some research as well. I know, Genevieve, you mentioned that you, in, you had an injury, right? And that's something that brought you to uh, physiotherapy. Is that correct? 
Yeah. So actually before that, so my mother um, was a recreational recreologist. Is that how you say it in English? Recreational therapist. Okay. Got it. Okay. (laughs) Yes. She she worked at a rehab hospital. And uh, so when I was growing up, my mom would always tell, tell us all the stories of when she would work at the rehab and all of the things that she got to do with them. And, you know, she got to play wheelchair basketball and she would do all these arts and crafts with them. And, she would design these programs to help them work towards the skills that they didn't have. And my mom would always say, you know, if I knew what physio was when I was going to school, that's what I would have wanted to do. And so I was always like inspired by these cool stories of my mom helping um, injured people get back to their lives and get back to activities that they loved. And that kind of piqued my interest. And then I injured my ACL dancing and I had to go to physio. And then that really just, um, anchored my want of becoming a physiotherapist. Um, but I also, you know, lived, um, through an injury and didn't really have access to physios that knew what dance was and what returning to dance meant. And I remember my parents trying to bring pictures into the physio so that he would kind of understand the things that I needed to be able to do to try to tailor my rehab program. And Mm -hmm. I thought, gee, like, that's what's needed out there. Like, I want to become a physio that can, that can help dancers. And I was telling Dinah, my application letter to the University of Ottawa, my essay actually spoke about how I wanted to write a book to help, you know, dancers in their rehab. And so this is kind of, we're not writing a book, but this is kind of the cool, you know, new age way of of sharing information. And so I guess I kind of always knew I wanted to be a physio and and always knew I wanted to help dancers. And, and uh, it's really neat that I'm, I'm here now in my career. Yeah. Oh, me? Um, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so uh, physio for me was uh, something that I, I just thought it was interesting. I, I really enjoyed science. And as I was transitioning out of dance, I mean, it was very clear in my dance career that if something hurt, you stopped. So if your knee hurt, you stopped until it felt better. And if your back hurt, you stopped until it felt better. And uh, to me, that seemed like a poor choice. You know, why is it that you, you have to stop? The only solution is to stop. And if you stop, then, well, you're not dancing and you're not doing the thing that you're loving to do. So uh, when I met people who were involved in physio, they were like always looking at how you could move and how you could work around an injury. And so I ended up doing some volunteer work and volunteered at some local clinical facilities. And I worked with some groups who were working with children who had uh, physical disabilities. And that was amazing to me because working with kids, I mean, kids are they will find a way to do anything. And it doesn't matter if they're physically different than somebody else. They would just, they want to play, they want to swim. And I would work in these kids programs and watch these kids figure out how to do stuff. And I thought, okay, well, this is the way, you know, the, the right way isn't to stop. It's to figure out how you can work around something in a way that's productive so that you can heal an injury, but 
make sure that you can return to your activity the best way possible, if not even better than before, um, and, and really kind of optimize your ability to move long into the future. So that, that's really what ended up attracting me into physio. Nice. I want to shift a little bit of the conversation into research. Um, and I know you have in your website, peopledancer.com, there is a, a section there where I can click on um, IADMS and also the references. So I can see a lot of papers that um, on the website. And so I want to know what kind of research uh, projects are you interested in and if you collaborate with other researchers or clinicians and um, basically what's your take on bringing, bridging this connection between uh, dance and science? Do you feel like there's still a lot of work that we need to do there or do you feel like it's, it's just enough? Yeah, so that's a great question. So first off, we are not researchers, we are clinicians, but we are great users of research. So Dinah and I both um, use evidence-based practice in our clinics. So um, we access the research and read it. And then we, you know, we really see our position as utilizing that research and implementing it. So um, making it clinically applicable, right? And also available to our patients. And so um, currently we're not involved in any research, um, but, uh, but yeah, we do, we do actively read it. Uh, we're both IADAMS members and we receive um, their journal and we also have access to some other journals through other associations we're part of. And so um, I know for myself, I always read my IADAMS journal when it comes in the mail. Um, and it's always interesting to see what research is being done. Um, we think IADAMS is such an amazing group because it puts together um, the dancers and the dance world and it connects them with the researchers and the healthcare providers. Um, and I think they're doing an amazing job at promoting research in the dance world, which um, I mean, if we, if we look at the research in the dance world, we know that there's not a lot out there, um, but they're doing a really great job at, um, you know, there's grants available for researchers and just helping to promote that world so that we can boost the amount of literature that's available um for yeah the dance community um yeah yeah i mean part of why we think pivot dancer is really important is because uh not everybody does have access to those journals or would think to look in a medical library or go to a science conference so for us to be able to bring that science to the community level dancer is really important in a format that is applicable and understandable for them. That I love that answer. Uh, thank you very much for that. I just think sometimes, and this could be subjective as well, but I think sometimes that um, the language that scientists use and artists use and dancers use is very different. So finding, you know, I'm happy that Pivot Dancer exists because finding something that can translate those difficult words into something understandable, that's, I feel that that's exactly what dancers need. So I'm happy, I'm happy that you answered that. Um, can we talk a little can we talk a little bit about the biomechanics um, of dance? I know I was watching one of your videos, I cannot remember which one was it, but um, I think... One of you talks a little bit about biomechanics of dance. 
So what does that mean? Well, I mean, the biomechanics of dance, biomechanics is the, the study of human movement, really. Um, well, I guess that's kinesiology is the study of human movement. Biomechanics is the study of movement. And so with dance, it's, it's you're looking at how, how does a movement occur? So, I, I mean, I think probably one of the videos you might be referring to is looking at um, spiraling and turnout. And, you know, this is something when you talk about language and people understanding a dance language versus a science language. And so as a dancer, it's like, okay, turn your leg out. Well, how do you do that? You know, the teacher may say, um, rotate from your hip or turn your leg out or, um, oh gosh, what are some other, you know, um, feel the legs spiraling outwards, um, open your legs like a book, you know, these, these sort of, um, language uses. And in, in science, in physio, I mean, we would say, activate your external rotators, activate your deep um, layer gluteal muscles, uh, feel the head of the femur externally rotate in the acetabulum. So those are very different words. And you're, you're correct. You know, people from one world are not going to necessarily understand the language used of another. So um, in terms of understanding the biomechanics of dance, I think what makes us really good clinicians for dancers is that we speak both languages. And so when we look at how that movement is occurring, we can understand it at an anatomical scientific level, but also in the way that a dancer or a dance educator would be understanding that movement. So when we put together educational videos for people to learn from, we try really hard to use a language that's going to be accessible to the, the user watching the video. Do you ever feel like you're one more than the other or it's always equal? Hmm. That's a good question. I feel like I wear both hats. Um, I think it's important, especially when we're in the clinic, it's important to, to remember kind of our history as a dancer and how we would have understood things when we were younger and we were dancers. Um, but, re but also help under help the dancer or our patients or our viewers on our website understand the science properly so I think it's important to yeah use language that they can understand but also teach them some of the proper anatomical um, words so that they can really understand what's happening um, and so yeah educating them about the new words and the new language um, but then linking it with the knowledge that they already have and understand. Yeah that's actually really important too because when dancers end up in a situation where they need to seek out healthcare professionals, um, there is often a disconnect. So I think that if the dancers can come in with a greater ability to speak anatomically and understand the more science uh, perspective of their injury, um, then their ability to relate to their healthcare practitioner should be much higher. Great. I have um, a couple more questions for you. And I know you have pivot experts on your website as well. Um, how do you choose pivot experts? I know that um, I saw 
There is one pivot expert there that talks about dance and yoga, which I thought that was super interesting just because I'm, I'm also, I'm a dancer, but I'm also a yoga practitioner and a yoga instructor. So I thought that was super interesting. And there's other people talking about nutrition. Uh, you even have a cardiologist in it. So how, how do you choose who, who you want to be a part of the community? Um, well, I think our goal uh, was that Jen and I sort of sat here and went, okay, you know, we really want to bring knowledge to the dance community. So we want to have a resource. So how do we create a resource? So we sought out people who, for whatever reason, whether it's their own personal story, their experience, they have a passion for sharing their knowledge and expertise, and particularly within the dance world. So um, sometimes it, it was people that we've met at conferences, people that we've met through our careers, um, people who were referred to us by other experts saying, you know what, this individual has this great knowledge and, you know, would love to bring it to the table. Um, and then, you know, making sure that the people who are bringing that knowledge forward do have experience and expertise, uh, that they um, have a, you know, a position to share that information, um, a willingness to participate. Um, Jen? Passion. They have a passion. Yeah. 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 The other thing we looked at is, you know, we thought, well, we're physiotherapists, right? And we see, we tend to see the dancers when they're injured <laughs> and they come in to see us and they're looking to, for rehab. They're looking to get better, get back to dance. And, you know, we're, we're physios that really look at uh, the holistic patient and how not only, okay, here are some exercises to help with your knee, but what else can, could a dancer use to recover? And so we really wanted to have um, experts that looked at all of the different aspects of the dancers. And so really a holistic approach to health and well-being and, and being happy and healthy. And so trying to find, you know, different people in different fields that could add value to um, every dancer's experience and health. Yeah. And then the other piece that we sort of fell into was understanding that uh, the dancers that we often deal with are, are very young. Um, and so they come with parents and they, they rely on their parents to feed them, clothe them, transport them, make sure that they sleep, make sure they get a good education and to really keep an eye on them in terms of their health and wellness. So we tried to, we are still trying um, to put experts in place who also lend information that is very helpful for a dance parent so that they can better support their dancer. Nice. Is there anything that you would like to share with uh, dancers and clinicians or even researchers out there? Anything that you would like to share? Oh, gosh, we have so much to share. <laughs> that's, that's why we've created this platform. Correct, um, yeah. You know, it's I, at the end of the day, like, I think back to my years in the dance studio, which are wonderful, and I still remember them. And I remember at very specific times, connecting with a teacher or a dancer, a performer, a, you know, a professional of some sort, and 
and having those moments in time be so significant to me because those were the moments that I found out something critical and they were so rare. So I think, you know, if they were so rare for me, they're probably so rare for so many other people involved in dance and dance is such a wonderful activity and it's so popular and it's so global and it's healthy. So I thought, you know, wouldn't it be great if we could figure out some way to open that conversation and involve everybody and give them all a chance to share stories and really share in this community in a way that may not be currently available to them. So I just, I don't know, I guess the thing I'd say to the dance community is come share, like check us out. Um, It's new. We're having fun and really trying to create something that currently doesn't exist. And we'd love feedback and we'd love people to participate. Great. Now, two more questions for both of you. Um, Did you move today? Yes. <laughs> so we're actually, um, this weekend we were producing content for our, for our website for Pivot Dancer. Um, so yeah, this morning I filmed like, I don't know, like nine, <laughs> 90 videos of, wow. <laughs> of exercises. Great. And then we, we filmed uh, a um, warm up for contemporary dance and a Pilates um, workout as well. So yeah, so we actually moved a lot today. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Yeah. Which is fairly typical for us. And we decided in a in a short brainwave that um, it would be great to take advantage of multiple languages. So we actually double filmed all of the exercises in French and English today. Yeah. <laughs> great. That's awesome. That That's awesome. Um, so if you, I, this is my last question. And I, I would like for both of you to, to answer this question. What's movement for you? If you could define that in like one sentence. What? Oh, wow. One sentence. What is movement to me? Movement is making your body not stationary. Movement is taking all of you from your head to your toes and transporting it to a different place. Great. Yeah, that's hard. I mean, <laughs> I feel like movement is my job <laughs> and, and helping people move. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, movement to me is something that needs to happen for everyone every day in a different way every day. So I always tell my patients, think about all of your body parts and have, the move, have you moved them every way that they can every day. And that's what movement should be. And it should be it should feel good and it should make you happy. Um, yeah. Great. <laughs> so last thing, where can we find you? Yeah. So you can find us online at pivotdancer.com. Um, and you'll find some great content available on our website. And then you can also follow us on Instagram at pivotdancer. And those are the two best ways to find us. Great. Thank you very much, Taina and Genevieve, for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm very happy that this is starting the dancer, um, just because I feel that the dance community um, and, you know, clinicians and also researchers, all of them have to be connected uh, to, to educate better dancers. 
That's great. And you know what, Andrea, is there a way that we can link your podcast to Pivot Dancers so that of we course. can of make course. sure this is accessible? Yes, that of is- course. <laughs> I'll make sure to I'll make sure to send you that. Um once the episode is live, I'll make sure to go ahead and send you that information. So yes, you can. That's brilliant. Wonderful. Thank you so great. much for connecting with us. Yeah, of thank course. you so much. Of course. All right, guys. I hope you like this episode. And if you haven't moved, you still have a couple of hours. Well, okay. Andrea, we had one question for you. Go ahead. Yeah. Did you move today? <laughs> uh, yes, I did. Actually, I went to yoga class in the morning. So that was pretty good. And then I walk a little bit. So yeah, I, I moved today. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Great. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for your time again. All Thanks. right. Bye. Bye.